It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Who Dat and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Bang Bang Niner Gang. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m., so that means you are tuning in to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we got a great one dialed up for you. Uh, we're going to talk, talk some HBCU today, ladies and gentlemen. I know we don't do that a lot, but that's going to change, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to start off with some some HBU talk. Of course, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl has been laid out. It's uh, it's right there, Chiefs. It's been living under a rock for the last few days, ladies and gentlemen. It's Chiefs 49ers. Uh, we're going to recap the NFC and AFC championship games. We're going to talk some uh, coaching hirings. We're going to talk some some of Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy. We're going to talk Dan Campbell. Uh, we got a plethora on, on the board for you, ladies and gentlemen. Going to dive into some uh, some NBA talk uh, as well, time permitting. And, of course, at the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen, we got E. Scott's entertainment segment. And, again, $25 is on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, if you weren't tuned in last week, you know, it was a little bit of a controversial <laughs> ending there, if you will. But um, but uh, I believe we're going to have Mr. Jason Collins back on this evening. But with all that being said, let's bring in Mr. E. Scott. Mr. E. Scott, how are you doing this evening, my brother? When I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall in the back of my mind. I hear my conscience call telling me I need a girl who's as sweet as a dove for the first time of my life. I see I need love. There I was, giggling about the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's the <laughs> My man, coming in with me, Todd Smith, LL Cool J, for those who don't know, ladies and gentlemen, a.k.a. LL Cool J. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going um, to do a little something different here this uh, this uh, this evening, and what we're going to do is we're going to have E. Scott opening up because we want to talk about the HBCU because sometimes I feel like, you know, if we put it on the back burner, we never get to it because we never know who's going to call and how long these topics going to go, and I think that the HBCU topic is um, is not getting the justice that it deserves from, and I and I, and I have I, I put that on myself, and, uh, and I think he'll take a little blame for that as well. But with that being said, E. Scott, uh, take it away, brother. Yeah, I was um, looking at um, when I brought this up to you a couple of weeks ago, I was looking at some sort of a coaching carousel in HBCU football. Um, I'll start out with Hugh Jackson, was named new head coach over at Morehouse. Now, Hugh Jackson, previously of my Grandland State University Tigers, we had to let Hugh go after um, just like uh, uh, two seasons, because Hugh, I think he's going to run into the same problem over at Morehouse that he ran into at Grambling. He came from the NFL, and he's used to pretty much unlimited resources. you got to figure, you got some of these big-time colleges, Alabama, LSU, uh, a plethora of most SEC schools, Big Ten schools, ACC schools. you got boosters. 
and you got unlimited resources and facilities. Well, you don't really have that at an HBCU, and and you're not going to get that. And I think that's the problem Ed Reed ran into when he was named coach over at Bethune-Cookman, and he came, you know, from University of Miami and from the NFL, and then he went to see the situation there. I mean, to me, it's kind of like when you don't know, like, for example, growing up, I grew up in Louisiana, and people outside of Louisiana, not in my older life, they always rant and rave about how good the food is in Louisiana. Well, when I was growing up, whatever, we just called it dinner. We didn't think it was anything special. It was just what we ate. And as right. a six, seven-year-old, eight-year-old kid, you don't know everybody else is not eating this. I mean, this is what you eat at your house. This is when you go to your aunt's house, your uncle's house, right. your friend's house. This is what they eat. So you think the rest of the country is eating this, so you don't know. So right. I, I use that example to say, if you didn't go to an HBCU, you didn't come from an HBCU, you went to the University of Miami, you think everybody's facilities are like that. Well, yeah. I'm here to tell you they're not. And so with Hugh Jackson, he didn't come from an HBCU background. Ed Reed didn't come from an HBCU background. Yeah. So it's a bit of a, um, you know, a slap in the face when they get there, a wake-up call, if you will. So yeah. I think Hugh is going to run into those same problems over at at um, at Morehouse. And then yeah. you got my man that just came to Grandland, um, Mr. Joseph, Mike Joseph, mm-hmm. Mickey Joseph, sorry. Mickey Joseph. He mm-hmm. was pretty. He was previously with Grandma back in 2000, 2006, 15, and 16. He was our wide receivers coach. He got okay. in 2016. He went over to Louisiana Tech, which is right down the road from Grandma, um, six, seven miles, if you will. He was the running back coach over there. Now we brought him back as head coach. Now, right. he previously coached at Langston, Alcorn. He's been at Grandland before. So he knows HBCU, but he's also coached at Tech. He's coached at LSU. He's coached at Nebraska. So he okay. knows the other side. So he yeah. knows both sides. And I've known to said a, a, a college head football coach, second most important job behind winning is recruiting. <laughs> if right. he's able to recruit, and if you go to an HBCU, you got to throw a third one in there, fundraising. You got to be able to raise capital, and unfortunately, <laughs> fundraising was Doug Williams' downfall because Doug came to Grambling, and Doug had NFL friends that were, were with the money. Gotcha. But gotcha. you know, they, they 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 say you know everything has to run through the foundation because you know the rumor is officials in other places got to get their cut. Well, Doug, <laughs> Doug came from Grambling. So he knows the HBCU lifestyle. He knows about people getting that cut. So he had them form a, a separate booster club that didn't run through the university, and they would give funds directly to the athletic department. Wow. Well, when the school got wind of this, said, oh, no, sir, you got to go. Because you can't uh-huh. cause they Doug had them buy a whole new weight room facility that they yeah. had bought outright. They told Doug, nah, dog, we, we can't be doing that. The money got <laughs> the money gotta come to us so we can and they what the president said at the time, so we can account for every dollar for tax purposes, whatever, whatever. And Doug yeah. was like, Nah, my friends gave this money and, and we, we can account for where it went to the weight room. So that was Doug's downfall. But again, wow. you gotta win, you gotta recruit, and you gotta raise funds at the HBCU. So hopefully Mickey Joseph can do this 
and and make Grimlin successful. Now, also, the third one I want to talk about was FAMU. FAMU, they got a new head coach, James Colsey. I don't know mm-hmm. much about him, but I know the last regime at FAM, they ran the head coach up out of there because there were some discrepancies, if you will, and so he had to go. Now, I know Morehouse wanted to bring Ed Reed up in there. Ed Reed right. was on the short list for Grammar. They wanted to get him. Uh, Ray Lewis was rumored for Grammar. I think mm-hmm. schools, and I can't blame them because I think it's, it's, it's a winning formula. Schools yeah. now want to do what Jackson State did, bring in a right. prime type player. Exactly. Because, right. because he can recruit, he's going to win, and he can raise funds. So that seems to be the route that schools want to go now. Now, um, I don't know how successful they're going to be, but I think the next school that gets a big-time player like a coach from, like if an HBCU can land to Ray Lewis, I think yeah. he'll do for that school what Coach Prime did for Jackson State, and hopefully he'll stay, stay there. Now, I don't mm-hmm. regret Coach Prime for leaving and, you know, taking a better job, not at all. Because, right. like I said, the two years he was at Jackson State, he did more for them than a whole bunch of people, HBCU CEUs as a whole, that's done, mm-hmm. you know, as graduates of HBCUs since they've been out there. But hopefully yeah. a school can land on Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, and they can get fundraising up, they can get recruiting up, they can win and they can bring in a lot of money. And, again, hopefully they will stay at that school. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, great points there. And you answered some of the questions that I actually had written down or I had in my head. And, then, and one was, you know, how do they get? How do they go about generating this money? Because it's obviously that we've been talking about HBCUs for, you know, since a long, as long as this show has been in existence. And it seems like that's always a common denominator in why, you know, uh, programs, you know, succeed or, or, or fail or do- doesn't succeed. I don't want to say fail. I don't, I don't like to say that word. But it seems like there's not enough money being, being put into the program. And, and it seems like a lot of other uh, programs, you know, like the, like basketball and track and any other athletics, men's and women's uh, alike, it seems like they're not being able to generate a, a, enough money to get some of these guys, you know, some of these big time guys in, in there. You know, we now we have the NIL, but and but we had Dion, and that was just like a whole different, you know, ball game as far as where you're talking about big time name recruits. Obviously, his sons, and then uh, Travis Hunter, you know, who's one of the big time name recruits uh, out there, who ultimately went with him, went to, went with him to Colorado, like. Hugh Jackson is a big-time name as far as if you're looking at, you know, head coach in the NFL. Um, I'm not too familiar with Mickey Joseph, but you, you laid out his resume, which is a great resume, and I think that's what it ultimately is about, someone who understands uh, what HBCUs are, are, are about, someone who's played there, someone who's coached there, and someone who's also, you know, been in the, uh, you know, the PWIs and in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, the big-time, if, if you will, to call it that. But it just seems like, are we going to see another Dion uh, E? Are we going to, you know, you mentioned Ray Lewis's name. You mentioned Ed Reed's name um, as well. But are we going to see another uh, Dion out there, you know, bringing notoriety to the respective program? And, and if not, if, if, I mean, if so, will we see others as well in your personal opinion? I think eventually we will because – a lot of these guys, and Dion included, wanted to be head coaches at a big-time school because Florida State told Dion, no, 
because you don't have a degree. Because if you notice, whenever Dion mentions a school, he mentions Talladega. He doesn't really mention Florida State. And a lot of people are mad at him for this because they claim Florida State made him. I disagree. I think he helped make Florida State because gotcha. with the level of talent Dion has, Dion was going to be Dion no matter where he went to school. He was going gotcha. to be Dion Sanders. But he went to Talladega, which is an HBCU, and that's mm-hmm. where his degree came from. That is why when you ah, ask him in okay. school, he says Talladega, not Florida State, because he didn't graduate from Florida State. But Florida State wow. turned him down for a coaching job there because he didn't have a degree. So he parlayed that into the Jackson State gig, which he okay. parlayed into the Colorado gig, which I think he will parlay, he will parlay into a, a Power 5 conference school. But right. that's the route that he had to take. And it's unfortunate that he had to do that because, you know, that's just those are the rules of the game. So I do think if you get a guy, like I didn't know Ray Lewis had coaching aspirations. This is just something that was rumored. Now, I know that Ed Reed does now too. I don't know if Ed had a degree or not. I don't know. But I think instead of – because, like, a bunch of these schools won't give these guys a chance, so they may have to go the HBCU route again. I don't begrudge them for taking a better job. I mean, because we will all take a better job. But I wouldn't like to see somebody go to an HBCU and stay for a while. I mean, we had that with Doug Williams at Grambling until, you know, Doug was playing with the money and they had to run Doug out of town. But um, I I, I would like to see somebody – or at least stay a good five, ten years, get the school on track because – I mean, and it's unfortunate to say it again. This is not a shy at Coach Prime. It just is what it is. Coach Prime left Jackson State. It they're not better off when he left. No. Let me put it like that. No, I'm not going to say they're worse. Right. He came in for two years. They were on top as soon as because he, he didn't just leave. He took a bunch of the good yeah. players with him, I mean, yeah, and yeah. that that that, that kind of gutted him. And mm-hmm. because I mean. From, from from the outside looking in, Kay Walk, is Jackson mm-hmm. State even relevant now in your mind? Yeah. No, they're not in my mind. No, you're absolutely right. You know, exactly. They're, they're, they're not even relevant anymore. Mm-hmm. And, again, I don't begrudge him for this, but I'm just saying I right. would have liked him to say for – I would have liked for him to left the program better than he found it. You know, stay, you know, five, seven years. That way, when you leave, that they have a good foundation. But like, well, like I said, he left, took all the good players with him, and they're worse off than when he got there. And I think that's the sour taste that he leaves in a lot of people's mouths. Yeah, and, and you looked at it, and you and you made a you made a great point as far as you know Jackson uh, Jackson State, you know, not being relevant. I mean, who do we have? Who do we have in the, in in the Celebration Bowl this past year? Was it? I think it was. Um, was it FAMU and and uh, and was it I don't forget who else was it Howard in there I'm not sure who, who else was in that. Was it Howard or Hampton? Howard, yeah, it was Howard. It was Howard. Okay, it was yeah. Sam and Howard. Yeah, so uh, you mentioned like Jackson State, like you knew that it wasn't going to be the same Dion, you know, the same Coach Prime led uh, Jackson State, but to not see them at least in the uh, you know in the Celebration Bowl, I know FAMU is. You know, is a, is pretty well known, or they they have a successful program. But Howard, I don't know. I, you know, he I haven't I've 
Howard was never, every time that I look at the HBCUs or I look at the standings and I look at, you know, the schedule and things of that nature, Howard never jumped off of the page for me. But to have them in the Celebration Bowl, you know, it, it speaks volumes uh, uh, for sure. And, and, and what they did, and I, I know that, I think what they're in the MIAC, if I'm not mistaken, man. If I'm if are yeah. they the MIAC. Oh, sorry. So they they were you know obviously the best in the, in the MIAC and in the SWAC. You can obviously fam you and and you, but you don't have this, you know those guys as far as Jackson State. So it's a big change, man. It's a big change with with Dion and and I wanted to bring the HBCU talk, man. Uh, you know, uh, you know to the forefront um, because I think you know we're I'm dropping the ball on that first and foremost, and and I know you like to you know to get in on it, but sometimes our topics just go a little too long. Our show goes a little too long, and I want to always want to open up with that, man, just to to start talking about it more because when I saw these coaches that you mentioned, the hiring of um, Hugh Jackson at Morehouse. Wanted, definitely wanted to get your thoughts and opinions on that on air. And then, you know, Mickey Joseph at Grambling State, your alma mater, definitely had to get your, your thoughts and opinions on that, man. So, yeah, you know, you, you want to see some of these coaches. I, you know, I know what they're trying to do. I know that, you know, Jackson State hit, you know, got it right with bringing in Coach Prime. And I know these other coaches, all these other programs want to bring in these big-time names, Ray Lewis and, and Ed Reed, like we mentioned earlier, to try to get some of these recruiters in here. And, and we know that they, these guys know guys who know guys who know guys. We we, we, we we get that. They're Super Bowl winners. They're Hall of Famers. So, you know, those names are, are going to attract big-time names. Now, do they want to – are they using this as a stepping stone? A, uh, do you think that they, they want to be here because they want to be here? Or do you – well, you mentioned they don't have degrees or they possibly don't have degrees, but let's just say that they do. Let's just for argument's sake, they do have degrees and they're able to coach in a Power Five. Do you think they'll just use the HBCU, um, you know, hiring as a, um, you know, stepping stone, uh, a resume builder, uh, if you will, to get to the Power Five uh, a coaching gig there? Or do you think they legitimately want to be – an HBCU head coach long term. What say you about that? I think it depends on the person. It depends on mm-hmm. the guy because, like Coach Prime said, when he was at Jackson State and he took the job at Colorado, he said something that can't really be argued with. A lot of people didn't like it, but it's true. He was like, "You either get promoted or you get fired. That's yeah. it. When you head coach, yeah. you either go on to the next best opportunity or mm-hmm. you get fired. That's yeah. that's that's just what it is. And yeah. I mean, I mean he. A lot of guys, I mean, because, like, you got guys who are at HBCUs now. Like, let's just know, like, say, for example, Mickey Joseph. Do you think yeah. he would turn down a Power 5 school and get there and knock it? <laughs> you're right, no, you're right. Great point. Great not. Point. <laughs> I mean, it, uh, Eric Dooley, who used to coach in Southern, remember, came over from Fraternity Incorporated. Yeah. They got yeah. fired up out of there. You think that he would turn down a job at a power five school if they can't call it. No, it's just that you don't know these names, but you know names like Ed Reed, Eddie George over at Tennessee State. He, yeah, you know, Tennessee he, he, yeah. he, he doesn't get a lot of shine over there. But right. <laughs> so when when they would tell the story, they'll probably be like, oh, you see Eddie George staying at Tennessee State. Yeah. Well, a lot of times you stand because that, that's your opportunity. It, you, yeah. you, that, that, I mean, ain't nobody calling you. I mean, you yeah. know, <laughs> you, you, your agent to make some calls on your behalf and, and, and nothing happens. So, yes, you're going to keep that job. But I think it all depends on the guy. If you can – that's why I'm saying, like, 
for example, let's look at other schools. Like for example, Brian Kelly, head coach at LSU. He's been head coach at Notre Dame, and now it's also rumored that he might take the Michigan job now. So it, it, all the schools are a stepping stone. You see what I'm saying? I mean, because Notre Dame, well, Notre Dame not a power five school because they don't play in a conference. But for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes, they are a power five school. LSU. Definitely a power five school plays in the SEC. Plus, they're playing this dude a gazillion dollars. And even with that, he's looking to take the job at Michigan because Michigan is more suited for his skill set. He can recruit from the north, the northeast, the northwest, the midwest. He, he's going to have trouble recruiting in the south because, you see, LSU has been on the decline since he got there. Because, again, the second most important job is recruiting. He's not going to be able to recruit in the South because that's just not how Southern players are built. And he showed his behind when he got there with that fake Southern accent and all this and that. that, that, That's just a mess. And and he's going to have trouble recruiting there, and and the program is going to, you know, decline and you know, white people money way longer than ours at HBCUs. Yeah. They will buy him out no matter how much how much they, his buyout is. Because I remember when LSU thought they could get Jimbo Fisher, the school mm-hmm. came on and said, between paying Jimbo Fisher and Les Miles' buyout, we can't afford to do both. The Booster Club came back and said, give us 24 hours. In 24 hours, they came back to the AD and said, hey, here is a certified check for Les Miles' buyout. Let's go get Jimbo. The only reason Les didn't get fired is because LSU and Jimbo couldn't come to terms. Otherwise, (laughs) they like I said, so money is not an issue over there. You see what I'm saying? So if LeBron Kelly can leave a Notre Dame, Leave at LSU. Well, he hadn't left LSU yet, but you see what I'm saying. Like, yeah. uh, Jimbo Fisher left Florida State with the Texas A&M. That was a complete disaster. And what did yeah. they – Jimbo Fisher even had a winning record. And said, no, no, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell up out of here. How much yeah. do they owe you? And, and, again, here come that oil money. They wrote Jimbo a check <laughs> and said, get your behind up out of here. That's just how it works. And so it doesn't quite work that way with the HBCUs, but you can't get mad at a guy for taking a better job. I mean, I know you want to say loyalty and this, this, and this, but yeah. if a guy didn't go to the school, what loyalty does he really have? And he can tell, well, they gave him my opportunity when nobody else would. Yeah, but, but, but you know, uh, how deep does that go? You know what I'm saying? Right. And like, we, we got to move on. Like, like, like Coach Fran said, you either get fired, you get promoted, or you get fired. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, you, you either get terminated or elevated. You know, that's yeah, what you know. That's, that's you know, yeah, great point there. But you know, as, as far as going back, you know, I mean, great points there. Going, as far as Brian Kelly, I don't think he's going to get that Michigan job. They did, they did hire Sharon uh, Moore, uh, the defensive coordinator from Michigan, the guy who's the interim head coach when when Jim Harbaugh was out for that I think three or four game suspension, who took over for him. He he was actually named coach yeah, but, of Michigan. Okay, well, yeah. but he he black. He like Herman. Yeah. He like her from Remember the Titans. You lose one game. <laughs> yeah. So, Great point, Dave. Great point, Dave. He, he not gonna Brian Kelly might not get the Michigan job this year, but please believe his agent has got them on speed now. Because Coach Boone, you lose one game. One game. Yeah. Damn shame what they did to that dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
right, man, good stuff there. All right, we got our good buddy Special K you on, man. What we're going to do, we're going to grab our first break here, man. I'm glad that was able, we were able to get that in there uh, for sure and expand on that. Uh, I didn't have a timetable whatsoever to talk about that. But uh, let's grab our first break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the NFL. We're going to uh, recap the AFC, NFC Championship games. We're going to talk about what went wrong for, you know, for the losing teams, what went right for the winning teams. We're going to talk some coaching as well. Um, some big uh, big news, and you know, as far as the coaching, Dan Campbell and the moves he made, we got so much uh, on the table laid out for you, ladies and gentlemen. So let's take our quick break here, guys. Again, it's sports talk with K Walk and E Scott on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Jaquan J Kelly, aka Jamel Reef, Master Killer of Wu Tang and American Saga on Hulu. You're listening to Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott. They're taking a quick break, and they'll be right back. At Vintage Labs Collection, we are a multifaceted team of medical professionals dedicated to delivering the best quality products to patients. Our mission is to deliver the best supplement and patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. Chat with our consulting pharmacists by visiting our website at www.vintagelabscollection.com. Supplements are not highly regulated, but Vintage Labs holds the standards higher than most. Hey, Nitro W2s, 1099s, processed, printed, and mailed. Email us today at 1040 at javistax.com. 1040 at javistax.com. Or call 803-419-1001. 803-419-1001. Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer, smoother skin, you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Sports Talk with K. Walk and E. Scott or Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're just joining us, uh, in the opening we had uh, E. Scott uh, talking uh, HBCU. We were talking HBCU. E. Scott laying out on his thoughts and opinions on, you know, what we're going to see, what we can expect it to see, you know, going forward as far as, um, you know, HBCU and, and, and football, the hiring of Mickey, uh, Mickey Joseph at Grambling State and the hiring of Hugh Jack Jackson and Morehouse. Um, if you missed that, ladies and gentlemen, check out the replay. Great stuff there, always by uh, by E. Scott. All right, we're going to switch gears here, guys, and we want to talk about the NFL. We're down to the last game. We're down to the the brawl for it all, to use my Martin terms, ladies and gentlemen. The brawl for it all. We got it's uh, we got the 49ers and, and the Chiefs, and um, want to start off, and we got Mr. Mr. Special K in. He's going to join us, ladies and gentlemen. If you're a long-time listener, you know Special K joins us uh, every week uh, to give his insight, and great insight, by the way, too. So let, let's bring him in and introduce him and uh, see how he's doing. How you doing this evening, my brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. How's everybody? Hey, what up, K? Doing good. Well, doing good. Well, <laughs> Appreciate you as always, brother. Appreciate you as always. E, let's 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 start here, man. Let, let's start with the uh, the Chiefs Ravens game and, and and how that played out. Ravens came in as the favorite, not to just end this game, but to win it all. 
And we see how that game, you know, played out. It seemed like to me, and I'm, I'm not going to give my assessment right now. I'm just going to ask you this question. Is like um, a lot of people are trying to use the word and Lamar Jackson in, in the same sentence. A lot of people are saying that, you know, Todd Munkin, the offensive coordinator, had a poor game plan, um, you know, and that's the reason why. Um, you know the the, uh, the the Ravens, you know, uh, the you know took the L. Also, there's like you know Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. You know he's unbeatable. He's Magic Mahomes. Your thoughts and opinions on this one, Ed? Um, wh- where do you where do you give the credit to, and where do you lay the bl- the blame at um, at the same time? We'll say you about this game. I have two. I have two different answers to this question. Okay. And I I, I I'm gonna just give up on them. First, okay. you like me are conspiracy theorists, so <laughs> I think I think the fix is in. I mean, because so I don't say your name. You just don't you just you just you, you, you just I mean, if you watch this football game, you know that okay, Baltimore has been one of the best running teams in in the in the in the league this whole year, either with what? a more runner or a plethora of running backs. You yeah. just don't forget how to play football. That that's just not what happens. I mean, so uh, some say well they wanted Swift at the Super Bowl. That that might be true. What I don't know why the fix was in. I'm not gonna speculate there, but I do think that the fix was. In. I mean, there's just no other way to look at it, in my opinion. Now, mm-hmm. I'll answer the question without without the conspiracy part in there, just from a purely <laughs> football a gotcha. football perspective. Okay. The answer is still the same. Did Baltimore forget <laughs> how to play? Did Baltimore forget how to play football? <laughs> Run the ball. That's what you've been doing this whole year. You came up with a totally different game plan. You did not want to run the football. Now, some blame Zay Flowers for the fumble at the goal line when he reached the ball out. Well, the part that leaving out of that, when he reached the ball out, the defender hit the yeah. ball. I yeah. mean, that happens. You can't put the whole blame on him for that happening. The Chiefs didn't do anything in the second half. Baltimore's uh-huh. defense held the great Patrick Mahomes to 17 points. The final score in that game was 17 to 10. It's not uh-huh. like Patrick came out there and ran up what my man Kay always say, the first one to 21 wins. Nobody uh-huh. got to 21. This was a defensive battle. Kansas City did not play well in the second half, they couldn't move the ball on 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 the, on, on the Ravens' defense. And again, Patrick wasn't being Patrick. Now, you 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 look at um, the fumble. Yes, the fumble did matter. But if Baltimore played the same type of football that they had played the whole year, they win that game. Because again, yeah. you held Patrick Mahomes to 17 points. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't argue with you there. I'll give my assessments. I'll, I'll allow Kay to give his, and then I'll, and I'll, you know, I guess I'll jump in, of course. But Kay, what, what say you about game, man? You know, whatever what, you say, I you mean, agree, disagree with E. What say you? Ah, uh, it's 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 tough, man. Cause ah, oh, man, I, I hate I hate putting the conspiracy theory. I'm a conspiracy theorist myself, but okay, I hate putting that on the NFL, man. I hate I hate doing it, but I understand. So let me leave that there. You know, I hate okay. doing that, but I, I understand, you know, um, they claim $350 million generated. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to just say it like that. 
um, without saying the name. Um, but as far as the actual game, I hate doing this, man, because I love Lamar. I love LJ. But it's on him. It's on him. And, and the reason I say it's on him is because, you know, if you saw the game how I saw the game, he had opportunities to run it up. You know yeah. what I mean? And he didn't. Lamar should have had 200 rushing yards. Yeah. It was too many opportunities. He had, what, almost 70 when he was forced to run? You know yeah. what I mean? So if he would have ran when the opportunity was there, he'd have had 200 yards. I really think he was in this game trying to prove to the masses that he can throw. He was a pocket passer. Now, he's been throwing the ball all season, you know, yeah. and it's worked for him. They've been running the ball all season. Why they ain't run the ball second half? Yeah. Yeah. Why they ain't run the ball second half? Why, when he had opportunities in the pocket, he didn't run? You know what I mean? Unless he was yeah. forced to. Like, he was he was back there about to take safeties. You know what I mean? Like, trying yeah. to hold on to the ball. Like, take off, dude. What you doing? You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sitting here yelling at the TV. Like, dude, what, what are you doing? Like, and then I get to work Monday. And um, <laughs> about five, six people had the same sentiments. Like, what what is going on? You know what I mean? They felt the same way. You know, that, that Lamar had plenty of chances to run, and yeah. he didn't. You know, it's like he was out there trying to prove something. You know, and I uh-huh. think that's why he had that tear in his eye at the end of the game. Because he know the opportunities he had out there. Now, we can go to the to the, to the Zay Files play and this, that, and the third, but he's a rookie. You yeah. know, now, people say he's not a rookie this late in the season. I, I get that, yeah, but he's yeah. still a rookie. And yeah. even on that play, he was just trying to show, man. He wasn't doing nothing crazy. Fact, he stuck the ball out. 99% of the people crossing that goal line stick the ball out. Yeah. So I'm not mad at Zay Flowers. He, the DB, and what they should be saying is the DB made a great play. Because if he don't yeah. knock that ball out, it's a touchdown. So, you know, I, if I had to put blame on anybody, I put it on LJ, man. Because I feel like he had opportunities that he didn't take advantage of. Kansas City didn't beat Baltimore. Kansas yeah. City just did what they needed to do to have more points than Baltimore. You know what I mean? I never felt like Baltimore was out of the game until I saw Triple Zero. Uh, another yeah, take from right. what, what was up with OBJ? Why was they not trying to use OBJ until the fourth quarter? Oh, now you need him. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah. game plan was bad. Um, Lamar not running was bad. So, to me, it's all – all Baltimore, seventy-five percent LJ, because even yeah. with the bad play call, he could have took over the game himself. Damn, trying to prove, excuse me, forget trying to prove something. Yeah. Just win the game, man. That that would have proved enough. Just win the game, and he failed to do that. So I'm putting that. I'm putting that just for what I saw. I'm putting it on LJ. Yeah, yeah man. To tell you what K said. I, mm-hmm. I agree with everything Kay said, but I'm saying if we've watched Baltimore play all year, we know Lamar Jackson not to be a poor decision maker. That last interception he threw into triple that, coverage, yeah. see, that's where the conspiracy comes back yeah. in for me because that's not a throw LJ makes. He doesn't make that throw. I mean, my yeah. man was triple covered. Again, not running the ball when he had opportunity. K. Yeah. Wright, he could have easily rushed for 200 yards, but he didn't. 
that's why my conspiracy theory comes back in because he's not a bad decision maker. He's not a, to quote my man Cam Newton, he's not a game manager. He's a game changer. And they had him out there managing the game. That's not what he does. Now, I, I can't guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, there was conspiracy. I'm just telling you how I saw it because I've watched several Baltimore games this year. I've never seen him play that like that because let's go back to the week before. He Mm -hmm. looked like MVP Lamar Jackson the week before. He ran the ball well. He threw the ball well. He made great decisions. And like Special K said, even with the bad play calling, even with everything they did, they held Kansas City to 17 points. Kansas City did not ball out. Now, Mr. Taylor Swift with 11 targets for 11 catches on 11 targets. I don't know mm-hmm. how you let that happen. That's a breakdown yeah. of the defense. But, I mean, Mr. Taylor Swift is going to go down as one of the great tight ends of all time. And he's going to be in that conversation. So you can say, you know, hey, the boxing one defense, he ain't going to beat us. They didn't yeah. do that, and, and he did that. But even with Mr. Taylor Swift having 11 <laughs> targets and 11 catches, they still only scored 17 points. And like my man K tells you week after week, the first one, the 21 wins, they held them to under 21, and Baltimore should have won this game, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you guys said. There's really a little left for me to, to say other than I, you know, other than I agree. And, and to, to, to piggyback on what, what, you, what you, uh, you, you alluded to, E, as far as that last throw, to the receiver in the end zone with those three. I don't even know how he saw the receiver that was there because there was because there was so much red and white. I don't even know how he saw there was a receiver there. That's, he ain't looking like Dak Prescott. So it's just, <laughs> he just I don't know what he was doing, man. I don't know what what that was about. Now, yes, I am a conspiracy theorist, and but and it's hard for me, and I have to agree, kind of agree with you, E. That this the you know the fix was put in, and not just because. You know the ball. You know, you know Zay Flowers. You know, it's, it's hard to script the game. It's hard to script the game and how some of these have some of these outcomes. You know, some of these plays and fumbles and things of that nature occur. Just like, just like the the, the batted ball that uh, that Lamar had. And he caught his own pass, and you know he was just like once. You know, the guy had his foot or whatever, and he was about to break that. So it, it's hard to script that. But I, I do have to agree on the, from the conspiracy theorists that Lamar didn't wasn't himself. Lamar wasn't himself. He wasn't rushing. And we know that if anything breaks down immediately, Lamar is going to scramble to his left. He's going to scramble to his right. He's going to buy some time. He's going to find an open, uh, he's going to find an open lane and he's going to shoot that lane and take off for 15, you know, 16 yards, whatever he needs for the first down. He didn't do a lot of that. He showed signs of that. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I don't understand. Like if, if the fix was in, how much money are these guys getting? That's the only thing that, that shies me away from the fixes in. The league is rigged. It's scripted, all of that. Like, how much – Lamar just signed a huge deal. So, you know, how much is he going to get to not be himself? Because we know that Lamar going into the playoffs, going into the, in, in, uh, in, into the postseason, he put a lot of pressure on himself to say, I have to win a, I have to win a Super Bowl. He said that himself. I have to win a Super Bowl. I'm putting pressure on myself to win a Super Bowl. But for him not to to perform that way and say, listen, if I have to win a Super Bowl, 
like you said, uh, Kay, and, and you alluded to as well, you got to rush for 200 yards if, they, if, if they're, they're taking your receivers away. If they're taking Zay Flowers away, Mark Andrews and, 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 uh, and Odell Beckham, then it's on me. It, it, it's on me. It's on my legs. It's on my arm. And he didn't, he didn't do that. So you got to ask yourself, you know, and, you know what's that add about? to that. Go ahead. I don't mean to cut you off. My bad. No, no, no. no, no, no Kansas City middle linebiker, Gay, who runs, what, a 4 3 four forty? Normally they spy linebikers. Yeah. Was out. Yeah. If I hear that as the offensive coordinator, oh, man, that's the whole – look, we would have had one of them Buffalo games when Buffalo played. I forget who that was Buffalo played up there, but uh, uh, Allen had like 10 passing attempts. That's mm-hmm. what Baltimore should have given <laughs> Right. Exactly, and they could have worked it. And they had Gus Edwards. They had uh, they had Allen. I mean, not Hill, not Allen. Sorry, excuse me. He's hurt. Uh, Hill. He had. They had Hill as well. So yeah, they could have. I don't understand. And cool. And yeah, and they could have just rushed. They could have ran that. I mean, they could have ran the ball just down their throats and just wore that team out, wore that defensive line out. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it was. But from looking at it from the outside, looking in, and being a football fan. It just seemed like Todd Munkin was trying to outthink himself. Instead of being them, he was trying to say, trying to think like, oh well, uh, you know, Spagnola is going to going to he's going to look for Lamar to run. If they look for Lamar to run, and then you know, and and it's there, take it. You know, they got He's got He's going to have a one on one with the linebacker. You're going to take that. You're going to take that um, that matchup every time if you get Lamar Jackson and and a linebacker lined up one on one, and these guys are in man. I, I just don't understand why they didn't take enough of that. Uh, I don't think the fix was in. He, I, I don't think the fix was in because of the fact that it matters. This is the way Lamar was. You know, after he. Coming off the field, he throws an interception. Maybe he's a fix. Maybe he, he he's going. Maybe he's practicing for his life after football. Maybe we'll see him on the big screen. I don't know. Maybe he was active. I don't know. But um, it looked real to me, and it just looked like they had a game plan that went wrong. Um, they, okay, you had you actually mentioned it, and then Mike Tyson. You mentioned the Mike Tyson reference. Everyone has a game plan until they get punched in the mouth. And I don't want to say that they got punched in the mouth, but the fact of the matter is they didn't respond very well, man. So we, you got to ask yourself about that. Maybe we'll hear about it on, you know, down the road as far as what really happened there. But I'm going to put it – I'm not going to say Lamar choked. I'm just going to say Lamar didn't – Lamar. Uh, let's put it that way. Lamar didn't uh, – Lamar there uh, by any stretch. And you, you guys, long-time listeners, you know I'm a Lamar Demetrius Jackson fan. I am. Didn't want my 49ers to, to see him in the Super Bowl by any stretch, but still rooting for for the guy nonetheless. So with that being said, E, let's transition over to the NFC. And, and my just before mentioned uh, 49ers against that Detroit, the Detroit Lions in the NFC Championship game, man. Um, a lot of different things can be said about this game, E. I think the one thing is going to be said, I, we we're all going to lead off with this or say, you know, Dan Campbell was probably the reason was the difference in the outcome of this game because in that first half, the Lions were just just chewing up the 49ers and they was able to just do whatever they wanted to do, uh, you know, to them on, on, you know, especially from the offensive side of the ball. Um, But obviously it was a tale of two halves. A lot of Dan, a lot of people call him Dan Gamble. A lot of people call him Dan Campbell, you know, whatever his name is, whatever you want to call him. Um, your thoughts and opinions on this game, E, what was the outcome? Was it more so what the Lions did 
or they didn't do was what the 49ers just taking advantage of the miscues or the the the, the, the opportunities that that was presented to them. What say about you? Uh, what say you about this game? Excuse me. One word comes to mind when I think of this game, and that word is adjustments. Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan made adjustments. Dan Campbell didn't because, like you just mentioned, a tale of two halves. Detroit overwhelmingly won the first half. But Cal Shanahan, being the great coach that he is, made adjustments at halftime. Not only did Dan Campbell not make adjustments, because I know you're winning and you're going to say, well, you're winning. What adjustments did you make? Well, he did adjust to his adjustments. But not only did he not do that, he out here gambling. You know, you got to know when to hold them, <laughs> know when to fall. He out here gambling when he shouldn't. At the end of the first half, when it's like fourth and one or something, and mm-hmm. you're thinking he's going to go for it so he could go up um, by three touchdowns or he could kick the field goal. He opts to kick the field goal. If you're going to gamble, that is the time that you gamble point. at the end of the first half. But he waits and does it later in the game when it made absolutely no sense. I don't give a damn what analytics tell you. It's 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 a gut feeling. It's situational. I know analytics tell you this, but no analytics is a hundred percent. You're only playing the probability. Damn, exactly. you're out there. You're in this. You know how things are going. You know what's what. Something that you guys believe in that I don't. Momentum. You know yeah. that, that we, I've already explained how I feel about momentum, but <laughs> let's just say momentum is going in their favor. So uh-huh. if you are a believer, and I do believe in in-game momentum, I've said that you before. Do. If it's you do believe in mom, if you do believe in momentum, you got to do something like Special said, You got to turn their water off. You you can't you can't just let them do what it is they want to do. You're gambling. And, again, you see the adjustments that they have made. you got to counterbalance those adjustments and make some adjustments of your own. Now, again, if we want to go conspiracy theory, we can look at this one and say, again, did Detroit forget how to play football? Because yeah. the game you played in the second half is not the game you played in the first half. Now, granted, Shanahan made adjustments, and San Francisco yeah. played much better in the second half than they did the first half. But what did Detroit do? Detroit just went out there and laid down completely. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I mean – Yes, Dan Campbell got them to this one the playoffs since like the nineties or early two thousand I don't know when it was. But yeah. Dan Campbell if if Sirianni seen how they're feeling, Dan Campbell seems to be out of Detroit. <laughs> Only because not he shouldn't get fired because he's not a good coach. He should be yeah. get fired for making bonehead ass decisions. Yeah. Because you can be real good at your job, K Walk, but you go yeah. in there and you you do some detrimental to the shield, or to your country, they will roll your ass up out of there in a quickness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, great, excellent points there, and I'll, I'll give again, I'll give my take. But Kay, what say you, brother? Man, it's kind of, I, I kind of differ from E a little bit. I mean, same result, but I, I, I differ from him a little bit. I'm gonna tell you why. Um, okay. So, uh, you know, like you said, Detroit was dog-walking San Francisco in the first half, you know, and they was doing what I said last week that they was going to do. They was going to go left to right, you know what I'm saying? 
make, make these linebackers run, you know, and it worked. You know, they opened up the field, went down the field. They, they did what they wanted to do firsthand. Now, as far as the decision um, that the coach made, like, you know, two points and, and, and going for them for all that kind of stuff, that's who he is. So I'm not mad at that. You know what I mean? Because watching the game, I was like, oh, yeah, he going, you know what I mean? Like, I, I knew because yeah. that's who he is. That's part of the reason why going back last week, Todd Bowles went for two uh, when he did because he knows who he's playing against. So, um, but back to the game, the difference, my difference with E is um, I think Detroit did make adjustments, um, and that's what cost them because they didn't play the same ball in the second half that they did in the first half. There was no adjustments to be made. <laughs> you keep doing what you do, you know, until they stop it. You know, and that and that the way the first half went, I didn't see that coming. Um, I didn't see San Francisco stopping what Detroit did. Um, you know, as I said last week, you know, so uh, at first half, I'm feeling real good. You know, Detroit is doing what Detroit did. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, they doing what I said they were gonna do. They running the ball left to right, blah blah blah. Second half, after that first series, I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, that's all I needed to see. You know, you could see that they, they was playing different. They the the, the field was different. Um, so I'm gonna give San Francisco credit for just um, um, you know playing hard and um, not giving up. And, and, and you know uh, this gonna be a big one. So uh, write this down. Now y'all can't take no pictures, but you know write it down. You know Brock Purdy. I'm gonna have to give him this credit. He had two two big runs in the game. Um, that I think were uh, when they came were the difference. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give San Francisco credit for playing hard and you know uh, 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 what they say maintaining, maintaining um, um, you know what you do. Um, and yep. they did what they had to do and won the game. Now um, the score, I was a little surprised by the score, um, getting so high, but you know it is what it is. Um, now, on the conspiracy side, <laughs> on the conspiracy side, let's look at it, right? Where's Super Bowl at? It's in Vegas, man. Come on now. It's, it's, it's in <laughs> Vegas, right? Um, yeah. I what that drive here from San Francisco. What, about yeah, six hours, something like that? They're they, they, they going to travel. We travel heavy anywhere, but I get where you go. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Let me say something. All right, so the last two games, um, San Francisco played was against Green Bay and Detroit. Now, last I heard, ain't much money flowing in Detroit. <laughs> you know, Detroit looking real bad right now. Wow. I don't wow. think they're going to go. They, they may go to the game, but they ain't going to go uh, by Vegas. Now, let's go on over to Green Bay. I mean, I know the town owns, the, the, the people of the town own the team and all <laughs> that. Give us credit for nothing. You know what I'm saying? But there's no... No money in Wisconsin. You know what I mean? Not in Green Bay. You know what I mean? Like the McDonald's closing at six. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Ain't no money there, man. People say it's boring life there. It ain't farm life. So, you know, you know they not going to buy Vegas. Now, let's let's go on over here to Candlestick. What's the Levi Stadium, Stadium now, man? Levi oh, Stadium, Oh, my bad. My bad. The bay. My bad. The bay. The okay. bay is over there. My bad. State bridge. My bad. My bad. Okay. Now, what 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 conglomerate is next to uh, Kansas State? I mean, uh, Levi State. Um, 
Isn't Google. that uh huh? Yeah, Google. Not and just Google. Google. Not just Google. What they call that? Silicone. Yeah. Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. It's a lot of money in Silicon Valley. Woo wee. Come on now, man. You you gotta leave off. What my boy from what my boy from uh Players Club say? Anyway, they'll go buy Vegas, man. So, you know, that's my conspiracy theory. All right. Well I'm gonna as a forty dollar fan and as an analyst, I'm gonna scratch that. It's hard. It, it, it's hard to overcome that. that. It, it, it's hard to overcome what the Lions did and being, in, you know, in, in that first half and and you know, without being, you know, well coached, without being well prepared, without being willing to, you know, and and uh, willing to, to 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 do your job, man. Without uh, being prepared in that situation. So let me go to the game first. <laughs> let me go to go to the game in the tail of the first half. Yes, you know, um, this is my analyst hat. I'll throw a little bit of my fandom hat in there as well. First half, you know, I'm looking at this. That first half, they did exactly doing exactly what um, Green Bay did to them as far as running the ball. Um, no adjustments were made by Steve Wilkes. No adjustments was made by Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes played the exact same defense that he played in the first half of the Green Bay game was willing to do that and continue to do that, we saw what the outcome of it was. They were just able to – the Lions were just able to do whatever they want, run the ball six, seven yards a clip, get the ball down the field, you know, to their tight ends, to LaPorta, to to Brown, to Reynolds. Um, You know, you look at – if you go back to the game, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to go back, look at – I think it was about – two, three minutes left and a half, look at Kyle Shanahan's face and look at him looking up at the at the jumble trying to look at the scoreboard or whatever he was looking at. He's saying right now this this is not going to happen in the second half. He's he took over that defense. He made it a priority. He made it a goal. He made it his number one thing to go into that, um, go into the uh, the the locker room and tell Steve Wilkes, listen, just like he did earlier in the season, when he told Steve Wilkes, listen, you're not going to be in the booth anymore. We're 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 changing the locks. We're we're taking the key away from you, and we're changing the locks. You're not allowed to be back up in that booth. We need you on the field so you can communicate with these players. Somewhat of the same thing happened on, on Sunday. He said, listen, we got to put pressure on this guy. They were not getting pressure on Jared Goff. They were not filling their holes. They were playing pretty much primary uh, zone against those guys. If you saw that, hat, that second half, you saw there was a different pressure on it from that defensive line. Nick Bosa was the only one getting to the quarterback into that second half. You saw the adjustments that were made there. So I agree with you there, either adjustments were made by Kyle Shanahan Dan Campbell felt as though that he was going to carry exactly what took place in the first half into the second half. So there was no adjustments there. I, I totally agree with you there. And this, keep, and this is the fandom in me, ladies and gentlemen. In the second half, as Dan Campbell are making these calls, I mean, making these decisions at fourth down, I'm yelling at Dan Campbell, like, why are you doing this? As though. I'm rooting for the Lions. You would think that I was rooting for the Lions because he, I felt like he was disrespecting the game because all of those, those just – I'm like, why is he going for it right now? I said, you're going to kick the field goal, bro. You better kick the field goal. If you want to win this, this game, you better kick the field goal right now. Didn't kick the field goal. We all saw the outcome of that game. So with all that being said, I'm putting a lot of it on Dan Campbell being a gambler. 
he he knew it. He gambled and he lost. 49ers did a great job of coming back, being resilient in that game. And I have to give Brock Purdy all of the praise, ladies and gentlemen. I thought I, you know, it's hard for me to do that, but I have to give him all of the praise because he did exactly what Lamar Jackson should have done in the game against the, uh, the, the, uh, the Chiefs. He should have used his legs. He used his legs, and he got the job done. He knew that certain plays were taken away from him, and the coverage was not there. He read it, put his head down, tucked, and ran. So I'm going to give credit to the to Brock Purdy. I'm going to give credit to the 49ers. I don't see any conspiracy theories in here, and ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that could be the fan in me, but I, it's hard to overcome a game like that. They got the turnover when they needed to get the turnover. And as you mentioned, E, the momentum was there. The momentum shift, and Dan, Dan Campbell didn't know how to adjust to that momentum because he felt that his game plan and what they were doing was going to carry him to victory. So uh, that's all I have to say about that. All right. Um, so with that being said, we're not going to give our predictions this week, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to hold that off to next week because anything can happen. We're going to see, you know, how everything plays out. But um, what I want to do here is I want to grab our next break here. And, and what I want to do is I want to ask these guys about some of these these uh, these coaching changes that, that, that uh, have taken place. Kellen Moore has been named the, uh, the offensive coordinator for the uh, for the uh, the Eagles. Uh, Vic Fangio has been also been named the defensive coordinator for the Eagles. So I want to talk about the Eagles there. Um, Falcons hire Raheem Morris. I want to hear what E. Scott has to say about that because we all know, ladies and gentlemen, if you know if you're a long time listener, you know that the Falcons are E. Scott's least favorite team. So we want to talk about that, and then also, you know, where's Bill Belichick going to land? Because there's only one, there's only one team left that needs a, a head coach right now. There's only one head coach opening right now, and that's in Washington. Is that a good fit? Would that work for Bill Belichick? Got to get these guys' thoughts and opinions. And of course, at the end of the show, got to talk. We got to get into uh, East Scott's entertainment segment again. I'm putting the 25 uh, up on, uh, up again this week, ladies and gentlemen. All right. With that being said. You are listening to East uh, Sports Talk with K. Walk and E. Scott on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. At Vintage Labs Collection, we are a multifaceted team of medical professionals dedicated to delivering the best quality products to patients. Our mission is to deliver the best supplement and patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. Chat with our consulting pharmacists by visiting our website at www.vintagelabscollection.com. Supplements are not highly regulated, but Vintage Labs holds the standards higher than most. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. 
If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Sports Talk with K. Walker and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, uh, we were uh, recapping the, uh, the AFC and NFC championship games and giving our thoughts and opinions on that and, and as far as, you know, what we thought about, you know, what took place there. Uh, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, some great assessments here, man. And, and I just want to just, you know, just, uh, just shout out to Special K, man. Thank you so much for joining us each and every week, E. Scott. Um, good stuff there, uh, for sure. Want to want to um, want to change gear. Well, I'll stay on the NFL talk here, E. And and I want to talk about some of the coaching hirings uh, here, and. <sighs> Also, some of the, the, the commanders, as I mentioned before the break, they're without a coach right now. There are some coaches out there that uh, right now are sitting here, you know, wondering if they're going to get that position. And I want to ask you, you know, who, who would be the best fit there. But first I want to talk with the Eagles. And, and we know about the big story behind the Eagles this uh, this season and their collapse and losing the you know, seven out of their last eight games, including the playoffs. Uh, they made a coaching change as far as, you know, they kept Sirianni. The head coach there, but they fired their first their you know one year offensive coordinator and 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 defensive coordinator. But they brought in some vets, man, if you will. They brought in Vic Fangio, who was the uh, the uh, the defensive coordinator of the Miami Dolphins, former defensive coordinator of the Broncos. He's a former defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers under Jim Harbaugh when they when they went to the Super Bowl, uh, you know, back in 2012 um, against the Ravens. Um, give me your thoughts and opinions on this one, E. And they also hired Kellen Moore as their offensive coordinator. And we know Kellen Moore has been the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys and last year the offensive coordinator of the Chargers. Your thoughts and opinions on those two hirings, what it means to these guys, and does it make them, uh, does it make them a contender again, if you will, E? Well, I mean, I think it all starts at the top. You can surround yourself with good coordinators, but mm-hmm. – the situation in Philadelphia, I think they waited a little late, and it's kind of out of hand. I mean, Vic Fangio coming in, the Dolphins wasn't exactly a defensive juggernaut last year. But, you know, maybe <laughs> if you look at personnel, maybe he has better personnel. As far as Kelly Moore, Kelly Moore was in Dallas too long because once he came out and said that Dak couldn't properly run his offense, at that time either him or Dak had to go. They yeah. gave, they kept both of them another couple years after he said that. They gave Dak some money, and then Kellen Moore had to go. San Francisco, he had Justin Herbert over there 
which a lot of people think, you know, he's the second coming of Tom Brady, and he couldn't do anything over there being Kellen Moore. So I don't know how good he's going to do with Hurts, A.J. Brown and them over in um, over in Philly. But, again, it's about personnel. But it starts at the top with Sirianni. I, 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 just, I don't know because – Philly had one of the all-time great meltdowns I've ever seen. You start yeah. ten and one, and then lose seven of your last, lose what six of the last seven, or, uh, seven of the last eight, whatever seven it was. Eight playoffs, yeah. Whatever it was, I've never seen a collapse like that. And Sirianni yeah. is the one who brought Matt Patricia out and promoted him to defensive coordinator. Matt <laughs> Patricia, Matt Patricia was at New England, and. Looked like he was a great defensive coordinator, but Bill was actually calling defense. It looked yeah. so good that they took his pencil wearing self hat. Well, he got a pencil in his hat, but he has a laminated play sheet. What the pencil <laughs> for? You can't you can't write on a laminated play sheet with a pencil. But that's neither here nor there. He fooled him so bad that they made him head coach in Detroit. They soon see him in Detroit. Oh my wow. God, this guy's awful. But. Maybe he know where the tape's buried, and he got something on Bill, and he got Bill <laughs> to bring him back. And Bill's like, hey, I got a D.C. That one feel. So won't you call my offense for me? Terrible decision by Bill. And he came out there. I don't know if at the end of the season Bill had to let him go. Was he, he a 10-day contract? I don't know. But all of a sudden he showed up in Philly again with a pencil in his hat, calling the defense, with a laminated play sheet. And we see how that worked out. So, right. yeah. Sirianni makes some terrible decisions, along with Belichick. Detroit quickly righted their decision, though. Yeah. So, wait a minute. We fired Caldwell, who was the best head coach we've had what? in a while. What? But this dude, oh, hell no. He got to go. Mm-hmm. And then they brought in Dan Campbell, which, is you know, was a good yeah, director. Uh, yeah. But they never should have got rid of Caldwell if, if if um, council boys, what they were gonna do? Well, yeah. So he, he said he said bodies in the basement, cases in D.C. So he got yeah, got... yeah. <laughs> good stuff here. Uh, okay, what, what say you about the hiring of Vic Fangio and Kellen Moore for the Eagles? Yeah, it ain't gonna make a difference. <laughs> I hate to be so simple about it, but. Um, I mean, I think Kellen Moore is a is a is a, is a decent um, coordinator. Um, I wouldn't consider him top tier. Um, now, Nick Fangio, um, how long was he in Miami? Two years, three years? Uh, was he two? Was one two, two? No more than two. Yeah, maybe one, but no more than two. If it was two, if 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 it was him that was there last year. Not this past well, season, but, you know, the season yeah. before. Um, I, I really don't remember. But if that was him, I'm going to give him a little more credit because, you know, Miami was pretty decent. You know, I I watch a lot of them. Um, don't ask me why. You know, they'd be on TV. So um, <laughs> I just go ahead and, you know, uh, without using the, the, the you know, anyway. Um, you know, I think Miami played pretty good defense. You know, they, they tend to lose some games that, they shouldn't lose sometimes, and they they get some wins that they shouldn't get. Um, but um, defensively, I think they play pretty good. I mean, we ain't heard Jalen Rams say nothing yet. So 
he must be doing something right over there. So, you know, Jalen put you on blast. So, um, you know, so I'm going to give him credit for that. Is he going to make a difference in, in Philly? I don't know. Um, I think they, you know, as as he like to say, personnel. They, they, they need to work on that, that personnel on the back end because Slay, Slay got some, Slay got some, clock some mileage. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you got to ask yourself, you know, too, you know, what Kellen Morris, I want to start with the offensive side of the ball, what Kellen Morris style of playing, I mean, style of uh, coaching and, uh, and his coordinating um, what he the plays he likes to call. If you look back his resume, he had Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, you know, is more of a throwing quarterback than anything. He can run when he needs to. And then you got uh, Justin Herbert at, as well. When you're when you're talking about the uh, the, the Chargers, um, so he does like to throw the ball. Now, when you when you look at this combination or this collaboration, if you will, between Kellen Moore and Jalen Hurts, does Jalen is Jalen Hurts you know, can he can he win the game with his arm? Yeah, he can. But I think he's more of a 50-50 guy, uh, 50-50 guy, meaning that he likes to throw – he could throw the ball, but I think he needs to run the ball to help him throw the ball. And I think he needs to throw the ball to help him run the ball as well, if that makes any sense to you guys, uh, ladies and gentlemen. But Dak, I don't think Dak needs to throw the ball – you know, I mean, run the ball to, to set up his throwing when Kellen Moore was there. And we know Justin Herbert is not going to run, use his legs, unless it's an absolute, uh, you know, it's absolutely necessary. So I want I want to see, this is one of these, these, these most interesting collaborations for me as far as these new coordinators coming in with these um, existing uh, quarterbacks. Uh, Vic Fangio, I think he can coach. I think he he has this defensive line is good. Linebackers are not so good, ladies and gentlemen, and you got to wonder about the back end uh, of the, the Eagles' defense as well. They have a great defensive line. They, you know, they, they really do. A young defensive line if they can stay healthy. So we're, we're going to see what Vic Fangio does. I, I think it's obviously an upgrade from what they had last year. They're veteran guys who've been there, been in the playoffs, been in Super Bowls. So they know what it takes to, you know, to, to, to get to that, you know, that next level to, 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 to have a deep run in the playoffs. So I'm just going to say I like the, uh, like it for them. I think it's a good fit for them. And obviously they're going to build around them. They're going to put pieces in place for these guys because it's the off season, the draft as well. So I, I kind of like it, man. I, I do. And I'm not going to like it next season, you know, because I'm not a Philly, uh, an Eagles fan by any stretch of the imagination. I don't care who's listening. I don't like the Eagles. I'm just going to let you guys know that straight up if you didn't already know. All right. Um, E, next team here, and it's kind of like it's for both you and Kay, obviously, because you both are NFC South guys, but we know strongly that E is not a fan. I mean, if you if you say you're the best fan or you're the, you're the most, you're, you're the greatest fan of all time, turn that into the opposite, and this is how E feels about the, the Falcons. E, let me give me your thoughts and opinions on the. And I know you're a Raheem Morris guy. I think you are, anyway. But what say you about the hiring of Raheem Morris to the Atlanta Falcons? Well, I mean, uh, the the Falcons are an an uh, sugar honey iced tea show over there. <laughs> so they 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 they. I don't know. I think they sent Raheem up for failure, 
And yeah, I'm a Raheem. I'm a I'm a Raheem Morris fan because yes, you know he he's a brother, and I mm-hmm. always want a brother you know to, to get a job. Yes, sir. But I, I don't I don't know if he's the answer over there. He he he. Uh, I don't know. He he might be able to come in and and get it done. Now his last stop. What was his last coaching stop? Head coaching, or. Yeah, uh, he, oh no, he was with he, he was with the uh, the Rams. He was a defensive coordinator for the Rams. Okay, yeah. So he he's a defensive mm-hmm. guy, and they got Kyle. They got um, Bishon Robinson. I don't know what they gonna do at quarterback over there. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna thing. have to. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna have to bring in him, you know, a, a coordinator or two over there to, to get it straight again. Like I said, he's a brother, and I pull for him. But I just don't know if he's the correct fit for over there because I think this could be a possible setup for failure. Yeah, for sure. E. And you know, I'm and uh, e, I mean, uh, Kay, I'll come to you next. But I agree with that, Ian, and I'll give you my assessment. But uh, Kay, you're 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 a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. You're an NFC uh, South guy. What say you about the hiring of uh, Raheem Morris to the Falcons? Taking the fandom out of it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say it's a good hire, man. Um, okay. Because Atlanta, Atlanta last year played pretty decent ball. They wasn't top tier, whatever. But hey, as me and E know, they was a game away from the playoffs. Yeah. If we lose that last game and they win, they in. So mm-hmm. um, he's taking, he's getting a good team. Um, now they they need some work. Uh, yeah. They need a, a, a consistent quarterback. Yeah. Um, they could probably use another piece or two on defense, but if Calais come back, you know what I mean? Um, I think they can be pretty good. Um, you know, again, taking the fandom out of they got a good one-two duo of running back. Um, so, yeah, all they need is consistent play at uh, at quarterback, man, and they, they, might, they might be a force. Now, as far as Raheem goes, uh, I like Raheem, man, and I – I, I don't want to say they set him up for failure yet. Two reasons. One, we ain't had the draft or none of that yet. We ain't seen what, exactly. they, what kind, of, kind of pieces they brought in. Two, this is his second stint in Atlanta. He's been in Atlanta as a, a – um, I don't know if he was the, the, the D coordinator or the DBs. One or two, but he was there, you know, before he went to L.A., you know, and then he was head coach in, in Tampa where he got fired. Went to Atlanta, spent some time in Atlanta. Um, he worked his way back up. So I think he's ready, and I don't think the owner, uh, where Arthur Blank, right? Uh, yeah, I don't think, think the owner would bring him back, you know. Uh, he, I don't think he would allow that to happen if it wasn't a good good fit the first time. So I think they're going to work with him, man, and um, help him get what he needs um, to win some games. So, yeah, I like it for him. Yeah, and, and good, great point there, okay. E, I want to come back to you on this one. This is the second part of the question because uh, you look at it, the contract that he has, meaning Raheem Morris, he's got a five-year deal. And we know that's generally the standard for a, a head coach when they're first hired, you know, with a, with a new organization. But when you – you don't see that six-year deal usually with African-American quarterbacks. I mean, uh, 
quarterbacks or quarterbacks, but African-American coaches, man. And you, you see it with some other coaches, and we're going to get to one of them in particular in a, in a moment. But what say you about the five-year deal as opposed to that six-year deal? I know it's a one-year difference, E, but it seems to me that when you hear a six-year deal as opposed to a five-year deal for a head coach, it seems to me like, you know, you have more confidence in them getting it done. You're just giving them a little bit more time. But why not give Raheem Morris, um, you know, the five-year deal, and, and how do you feel about that in, in, in general? They're giving them less rope. They're just telling them, hey, you got to get this thing turned around, you know, faster than they allow some of the other guys to, to, to you know, because for years, before you got your Sean McVay's, your Kyle Shanahan's, before you got this younger group of guys in, it was just the same old guys rotating jobs. Back in the day, yeah. you know, Mike mm-hmm. McCarthy gets fired here in Green Bay, then he goes to Dallas. Andy Reid gets fired in Philly, he goes to Kansas City. It was just yeah. the same guys, you know, being recycled before they bring in the new guys. And now they're looking at Raheem and they're saying, hey, man, we turned down Belichick for you. So you've got to get yeah. this thing cracking, and you got to get it cracking pretty fast. I don't understand right. why they won't give him the six year because yeah. they can get they. You know that's probably wording language in the contract, okay? Where they can fire him at the end of this yes, season sir. if they really wanted to. Now it's going to cost them. They're going to have to pay him some money. So they might be. It's kind of like a prenup. You know, I don't want to divorce you, but in the event we do ever get divorced, this what you get. So they tell him, Raheem, we'll want to fire you, but in the event that we do, here's what you get. You get five years worth of money or whatever left over on five years as opposed mm-hmm. to what's left over on six. So it's kind of like they're hedging their bets. And I hate yeah. that they do that, to, do that to us, but that just seems to be, you know, the way of the world. Yeah, yeah, and got a reference here, uh, you know, uh, uh, you're, you're remember, remember the Titans with Denzel Washington, man. You know, you lose one game, you know, yeah. after that type of deal, you know. That's what it feels like with Raheem, even though it's, it states five years. But, but Kay, what, what say you about that same question, bro? I mean, I, I, I don't want to make too much of a big deal out of it because, I mean, yeah. I, I understand it, you know, getting the extra years like saying something, but. I mean, let's yeah. just be honest. I mean, as a head coach, he hasn't won anything. And if I understand right, the the, the new coach for uh, the Titans is uh, Callahan. Uh, did I get that right? It's Callahan, right? Yes, uh, uh, Brian, yes. He, he got five years. Mm-hmm. So, okay. you know, no big deals. I mean, shoot. Listen, I look at it like this. If you get six years and get $100 million, I get five years. And I get a hundred million. I don't give a darn about that six years. Uh, okay. Number two, number two on that is is uh, you know he get the five. <laughs> you know I think that uh-huh. six year be coming. As most coaches, they get five when what they third if they trash second year. You know what I mean? If they middle of the road can't get over the hump. You know like if, if Atlanta hasn't gotten any better from day one. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he may get the three folks, you know what I'm saying, but he ain't getting past yeah. that. So, if if he get the five anyway, so I ain't make too much of a big deal. Of, you know, like again, I I like it. All right, good stuff. You know what? You know what? E, I, I'm coming to yours because I have to say because uh, case um, you know we we we, talk, we hit on a uh, uh, topic here. 
we had a new coach that was hired by the, the Seattle Seahawks, Mike McDaniel, the uh, defensive coordinator from the uh, the Ravens. He got a six-year deal, E. And not only did he get a six-year deal, they were so high on this guy, E, that they said that had the Baltimore Ravens won the AFC Championship and they were in the, the Super Bowl, they would have waited um, to, to they would have they would have stopped um, they would have halted I should say uh, interviews with other uh, candidates um, just so they can interview him because that's how high they were on this guy. They ultimately hire him today, give him a six-year deal. What say you about uh, Mike McDaniel? The again, he's the defensive coordinator from the Baltimore Ravens. What say you about this particular hiring for the Seattle Seahawks? Well, I mean, they 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 rolled Pete Carroll up out of there, and so they had to bring they had to bring in some fresh blood. But like you said, he got six deals. I also read where um, um, the Los Angeles Chargers backed in the Bruce truck and then them mortgage everything to bring Harbaugh in, so yeah. he got a bigger deal. So it's just like I said, that's just the times that we live in. But like Kay said. Um, black, white, or indifferent. If you're not balling after three or four years, they look to make a change. And if you are, you usually get extended, or if you're not, you you get let go. So hopefully Raheem Morris will be in a position where he's to show some some ROI um, after three or four years, and he can get you know an extension. But like you know, Big Daniels comes in. He was like the DC over in Baltimore, like you said. He gets six right off the bat. But that don't mean that three or four they won't either extend him or let him go. It's just that I wish Raheem would get the same, you know, compensation as these other guys get. Yeah, that's ROI, ladies and gentlemen, return on investment. I believe that's what you were using that in terms of. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Just for our listeners who didn't know. All right. Um. Good stuff there. And 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 uh. You know, Kay, I have to ask you that six year deal with him, man. I mean, any any thoughts and opinions on on, on Mike McDonald there, man? And you know, going obviously they went from you know so old to so young, and I think that's where we're starting to see the trending um, aspect of the NFL, and not just the NFL, but for for every league. You know, now they're starting these these young coaches in their 30s who, and, and back in the day, some of these guys at the ages that they are coaching right now, they were able to play at that particular age. But what say you about, you know, Mike Padano being getting that six-year deal, especially after we were just talking about Raheem Morris getting only a five-year deal? Well, I, I, I'm wondering if he has any kind of connection to Pete Carroll. Um, and the reason I ask that is before before yeah. I get into it, isn't Pete Carroll in the front office now? Uh, I don't know his role, man. I didn't I didn't hear anything about that, but I wouldn't be surprised if that is the case. I think I did hear that. You know what? I did hear that, but I didn't hear anything official. But go ahead, continue, brother. Yeah, me, me neither. Me neither. That's why I, I wanted to clarify. Mm-hmm. But if that True. is the case, I would say that they, you know, um, trying to keep the same standard, you know, bring in a defensive-minded yeah. coach, you know what I mean, somebody with good energy, um, you know, just to keep that same, uh, not the Legion of Boom, but, you know, they, they still play good gotcha. defense up there, you yeah. know what I mean? So I think that's what that was all about, uh, you know, my opinion. Um, as far as the six years, um, again, if he gets the six, you know what I mean? So yeah, right. um, I – I don't really make I don't really make a big deal out of it. Um, I understand, you know, that a lot of black coaches don't get that or whatnot, but 
Um, but remember, Marvin Lewis is in Cincinnati, what, 15 years? So, yeah. um, you know, if, if you're good enough, man, they're going to keep resigning. So it really don't matter. Yeah, and that's what it ultimately comes down to is, is, is the victories, wins, and victories. What did you use earlier, E, that the uh, – I think you said something about wins, and, and, and you said something earlier when we when first started talking about HBCU. I forget what term you used. Yeah, uh, you, wins, recruiting, fundraising. And HBCUs, yeah. coaches. And that's what it comes down to, man, those W's. But listen, uh, listen uh, the next one here is I want to talk about the, the commanders. Now, the commanders are the only team right now in the NFL without a uh, head coach right now. So many names are being thrown around. We, we, we talked about Dan. We, um, we didn't talk about him. But Dan Quinn's name is being thrown out there. So many different offensive and defensive coordinators are being thrown out there. You know, what, what say you? And we got to talk about, now, you know, before we get into that, before we get into those names, I want to talk about one name before we talk about the commanders, and that's Bill Belichick. Is, for Bill Belichick, is he going to be able to fit into the Washington commanders? Do you see him being the, uh, do you see him being the next head coach of the other uh, commanders? And also, two-part question here, will he coach again in the NFL. Take it away. We'll see you. He's going to coach again in the NFL. It went down kind of like this. Hello? <laughs> hey, Bill, this is Andy. Who? Andy. Oh. Andy Coach Reed. We're going back to the Super Bowl. I'm going to win me one more, and then I'm retiring at the end of next year. The job oh, is yours if you want it, Bill. Bill, like, yeah, but I got this offer from Atlanta. Hey, man, forget Atlanta. That's a sugar honey iced tea show over there. Well, because <laughs> the, the, the commanders are still open. Hey, they got the enemy over there. I trained the enemy. They should give the enemy the job over there. Bill, wait, hold out for a year. Ain't nobody going to hire you from broadcast, for broadcast because you're horrible and you have no personality. <laughs> but if you can just hold out for one year, this job is yours come next year. Okay. All okay. Right. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. <laughs> That's kind of how that conversation went. So, yeah, I do think he will coach again. I don't think it will be in Washington. If I'm Eric B. Enemy and you bring in Bill Belichick over me, I quit. I'm going to give it a two-day notice. I'm leaving today, not because I can't get along with Belichick. I can make that happen. But, hey, man, I'm right here. I'm right here. Why can't I get this job? Why are you doing a hard target search and I'm right here? So, yeah, but I do think Belichick will call you again, but I don't think the commanders are a good fit. Okay. Bill Belichick uh, to the Chiefs short script written by E. Scott for Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. I like that short script man, that you wrote there, man. Um, so we'll see who will play uh, Andy Reid. We'll see who will play Bill Belichick and all those guys there. But good stuff. Okay, uh, what, what say you about this, brother? Um, you know, uh, commanders without a coach right now and Bill Belichick still out there. Good fit. What say you about this? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if Bill will coach again, man. If, yeah, if I'm Bill, I, I I ride off into the sunset. Ain't nothing else for me to do. I'm right. still, I'm hey, I can get my my social security, you know, file all my AARP papers, you know, what I mean? yeah. get my get my pension from you know what I'm saying, get my yes, pension from the from from the NFL, you know what I mean? Like I ride off into the sunset, man. 
five years from now, I'll be going down there to can. Everybody can see all my gray hairs and let, and let my beard grow out, and I got a limp now, you know. So I think uh, uh, if I'm Bill, Billy, Billy rides off into the sunset, man. Go get him one of them big sombrero hats, something like that, man. Um, as far as Washington goes, it's a travesty, man, that dang just handed them papers over to uh, 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 the enemy. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I know the offense didn't do so good statistically last year, but to me, they looked a whole lot better. Um, so, um, you know, I, but, you know, maybe there's something behind the curtains that we don't know about, um, you know, some kind of little word or whatnot, you know, that they ain't too comfortable with. And, you know, right. magic at the helm, you know, magic may want to give him the job, but trying to make it look like something first. So, I don't know, man. Maybe they waiting on waiting to see who wins the Super Bowl. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, I think he should get the job. I mean, we've seen that he's more than qualified. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's my take. Yeah, I mean, great point. I never thought about it from that from that aspect. I just thought that, you know, it would be a position that we see open, uh, you know, at this time. I don't think the commanders are, are is the best uh, spot for him because I think he's, you know, he's there. He's up in age, and I don't think he wants to be that guy to be part of a rebuilding. He doesn't have time to be, uh, you know, part of a rebuilding uh, uh, process, and I don't think the commanders want to coach that age knowing that we're seeing, you know, what's, what we're seeing now as far as these young coaches becoming the norm right now, and I think you want to get a, a young coach, and Eric B. Enemy fits that mold right now. And the sad part about it is, ladies and gentlemen, is I, um, I mean, I could be reading a different list, but – I don't see Eric Bieniemy on any of the uh, the list that um, you know the coaching list as far as the hirings and the candidates and things of that nature. I don't see his name on there. Um, maybe you know at the bottom, but it's not, you know you're not going in alphabetical order. <laughs> you know when we talk about you know Eric Bieniemy, so uh, he's, at the, he's at the bottom of the list. He's definitely not there. Let's bring in. Um, Let's bring in our good buddy, Mr. Jason Collins, our winner for last night of East Scott's Entertainment segment, and my co-host on Tuesday nights, ladies and gentlemen. Check us out on the Sideline Speaks with Brittany Jones, Jason Collins, and myself. You can catch us 7 p.m. on Tuesday nights uh, on YouTube, live on YouTube, live on Facebook, live on Twitter, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, you can catch us there. Uh, let's bring in Mr. Uh, Jason Collins. Uh, Jason Collins, how you doing these evening, my brother? The champ is here. The champ is here. <laughs> what up, champ? <laughs> What's going on, y'all? That's hurtful, bro. That's hurtful. But, uh, yeah, Jake, what to say you before we get to dive into East Scott segment, man, here? I just want to get your thoughts on the things. I know you gave it to us last night, uh, you know, but uh, for our listeners here on uh, Sports Talk with K-Walk and East Scott, what say you about the Bill Belichick? Uh, what do you see him Yeah, man, I'm, I'm just going to say I think it's over for Belichick, K-Walk. Like, yeah. just because you've been great, it doesn't mean that you're always going to be great. And I just think it's over for Bel. Like, he's not a great coach anymore. Like, we've seen it the last several years in New England. We talked about this last night. K. Walk. He's a six-time yeah. Super Bowl champion with Tom Brady. Without Tom Brady, he wins forty-four percent of his games. Like, yeah. I don't. I just don't know that there's many owners or GMs that are really beating down his door and are, are that excited about hiring this guy, man. And certainly not in Washington because he's seventy-one years old. And do you really want a guy who two, three, maybe four years later, you got to do this whole process over again? So I just think it's yeah. over for him, man. He had a great run. 
But I just think that the league is getting younger at the head coach position. Yeah. And I just don't know that he fits what they're looking for anymore. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, you know, I agree. I agree with everything you guys said. I just think that unless that, that, that chief spot opens up and he – I, you're the first person, the only person that mentioned that, but that makes perfect sense to me, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. So I want to see if that comes to fruition. But if it doesn't, I don't see him coaching again, man. I really don't see him coaching in the near future. But I want to sneak this one in here, man. I want to get a, a little bit of a tush push, if you will, pun intended here, E. Um, how does see E, right now, Nick Sirianni, go next to next season, Nick Sirianni, or Mike McCarthy. Got to get that tush push. I want to push this one in here real quick. What say you? Who has a hotter seat? Nick Sirianni or oh, Mike, Mike McCarthy? Mike, Mike McCarthy, without a doubt. And the okay. reason I say his seat is hotter, his owner when asked, will, Michael, will, will Mike McCarthy be back? We going to take it game by game. That's telling <laughs> you right there. Now, that's not giving Sirianni a pass. Yes, right. Sirianni's seat is hot as well. But Mike McCarthy's owner has said, well, we going to take it game by game. Now, hey, dog, hey, no, no, we we, we not going to do that. You're not going to put that kind of pressure on me, especially now you can tell me that. You can come to my office or even summon me to your office and tell me that. But you're not going to say that in the media. In the media, I need your full wonders of support. Mike McCarthy will be the head coach of this guy staying down as Cowboys next year. That is what you're <laughs> supposed to say, even if it ain't true. So, yeah, Mike McCarthy sees a, a backdraft towering inferno. Yeah. Okay. Ah. All right, good. <laughs> Good stuff there. Okay, what say you real quick, bud? Um, I'm gonna say Sirianni. Um, okay. You know, because the reason I say that Mike McCarthy seat is always hot. You know, he and he and <laughs> yeah. You know, we've been saying this for the last four years. Mike mm-hmm. McCarthy on the hot seat, so his seat always hot. But uh, Sirianni. If they start off terrible, yeah, he he won't finish the season. You know, so yeah, I'm gonna keep it short. You know, there we are. Good stuff there, Jay Collins. What say you, brother? I mean, I agree. Both seats are incredibly hot. Um, I think I'm gonna go with E on this one, though, man. Just because if if Jerry said it's game by game. That means, like, if if they start out 0-2, like, he might make a move. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think Jerry's been kind of itching to, to pull the trigger anyway. So, yeah, I, I'm going to say McCarthy's seat is just a little bit hotter. Yeah, and I think – but, yeah, I agree. I think both seats are hot. Um, but uh, I think Sirianni's is probably hotter because I think that what's going to happen is I think – uh, with the, I don't know who you're gonna if 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 it's game by game for Jerry Jones, who are you gonna plug in as the head coach? Uh, to be honest with you, with with the Eagles, if you look at it, they have two coaches there that um, well, not two coaches. You have one coach. Vic Fangio has been um, a head coach in in his past, so um, I think Nick Sirianni's um, seat is hotter. I think if they fold, if they don't, you know, go to, you know, they don't achieve their expectations. I don't know what game you want to give them, three, four games. I guess you want to give them the first quarter of the season. If they're not living up to expectations, then you have to go with uh, Vic Fangio there because he is known to have um, head coaching experience. I don't know who will replace Mike McCarthy game by game. And Jerry Jones is not known for 
um, you know, uh, you know, switching head coaches and, and uh, you know, during the season. So I'm going to go with Nick Sirianni. All right, good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, that, that ends our show here. I mean, our segment there. We're going to dive into uh, E. Scott's segment right now. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're a longtime listener, you already know. If you're a first-time listener, stay on your toes. It's time for E. Scott's entertainment segment. And, again, I am putting up $25 to the winner here. <laughs> We're going to see how this one goes. All right, it's Sports Talk with K-Walk E. Scott. Never had it so good sports radio. Taking a quick pause. Be right back. Uh, <laughs> how you do that, dear? How you do that death, New Orleans, Baton Rouge? How you do that death, Lafayette, St. Charles? How you do that death, Shreveport, Mississippi? How you do that death, Alabama, Atlanta? How you do that death, Florida, Arkansas? How you do that death? Who that? They want to do that. Run up. Ladies and gentlemen, East Coast Entertainment segment is being brought to you by Vintage Labs. Ventus Lab is bringing the best patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. To schedule a consultation with a pharmacist, please visit Vintage Labs Collection at VintageLabsCollection.com. Again, that is VintageLabsCollection.com. Good stuff, Kay Walk. So last week we had... Um, some controversy, if you will. <laughs> I, I thought it was the best radio ever produced on, on the K-Walk um, show. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. But we got the champ back on, Mr. Jason Collins. Um, so, Jason, you are last week's winner. We got 21 of them on the board tonight. Um, our category is um, locations. I'm gonna give you a television show, and you Ooh. tell me where. Uh-oh. What's the setting? What's the backdrop? Like where are they Ooh. out of? I think this one is relatively easy, Jay. I think you'll do well. I mean, you you are last week's winner, so you proven <laughs> you know this stuff. So <laughs> you last you last week's winner, so we gonna start with you. I got 21 of them on the board. Give me a number. All right, give me number one. Number one, number one. <laughs> Cheers. What city is the back provides the backdrop for Cheers? Um, is it is it Boston? Final answer. Boston is correct. Sam Malone in there, or <laughs> uh, out of Boston. K-Walk, we on you. <laughs> All right, Jay. Give me number eight. Number eight, Golden Girls. Where are Golden Girls out of? Uh, I believe they're in Miami, I believe. Miami, final answer. Miami is the correct answer. Special K. I think it might be on mute. Special K, you Number 13, Happy Days. What city is Happy Days based out of? This one I don't know, but I'm going to go with, uh, uh, man, I don't know this. Um, L.A. Jay, it rolls over to you. L.A. is incorrect. Jay, where's Happy Days based out of? I'm pretty sure that was like a Midwest type. Was, was, can I give you the state or you got to have a city? 
I think we need the city. Um, I know the city. I'm not sure, E. Um, what? Uh, I know it's in Wisconsin, though. Um, I don't know, E. I'm not sure. Final answer. What? Well, just, just pick any city in Wisconsin. No, man. He said final answer, bro. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I already said final, so I ain't even going to guess. I don't yeah, really I, I know what it is now. So I ain't going to okay. guess. Okay, well. <laughs> Now, because I do the answer, but I'm saying that's the last week, man. You know what? Milwaukee, final answer. <laughs> I'm saying, Jay, what other city in Milwaukee? What city in Wisconsin is right. the correct day? But I, right. I just thought you were You know that rich city named Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I mean, <laughs> no shit. Stay well. Stay well. All where right. Where all right, let, um, let me see where we're at. Give me number one. No, you're on Jay. That was my answer. Yeah, that was my answer. Oh, my bad. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Okay. Jay. I'll take number two. Number two, number two. The Andy Griffith Show. Ooh. Um, is it New York City? I don't know. Final answer. Wow. Uh, okay, well. Mayberry, <laughs> final answer. That is correct. Mayberry is the correct city. Good luck. Uh, so, K-Walk, we on you now. All right, what number did you take, Jay? I'm sorry. That was number two. Two. Two, two, okay. All right, I'll take, now I'll take 21. <clears throat> 21? Yeah, 21. The original CSI. What city was the original CSI in? Original CSI. Um... I've already answered this question. Um, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I want to say Miami. Uh, I already said Miami. So I don't think it's too good. Yeah, I'm going to say Miami. I'm going to stick with Miami. Final answer. Such K. It rolls over to ah, the, the original CSI. I don't know, but I'm going to say New York. Final answer. Jay, it rolls over to you. The original CSI. Uh Never watched an episode, but I'll guess L.A., final answer. No, the original CSI was in Vegas, guys. There was a CSI New York and a CSI Miami. But, yeah, the original Uh, CSI is out of Vegas. Uh, Okay, well, that was you, so it's just okay. Will you? 14. Number 14, Alice. The TV show Alice. Where were they out of? Alice. I don't know, man, but I'm going to say St. Louis. Jay, it rolls over to you. The original TV show, Alice, where were they out of? I do not know, E. I don't have any idea. Final answer. I don't know, bro. Um, Chicago, final answer, I don't know. No, they were actually out of Phoenix. Her and her son moved to Phoenix, Arizona. They worked at Mel Donna. Yes. Kiss my grits. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. That was you. So Jay, we back on you. All right, I'll take number three. Number three. Number three. Daily double. Oh. <laughs> Let's see. Jay, you have five. K Walker has fifteen. Special K is yet to get on the board. You can risk up to ten. I'll bet the ten. Here's your clue for 10 points. Family Guy. 
What city oh, is Family Guy out of? I don't know what family guy. Uh, I really don't know at all. Uh, I have no clue. Not a show that I've ever watched. Um, family guy. Family guy. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a clue. E. By the way, sir, I don't know. They're out of Kohal, Rhode Island. Man, I would have never got that. For real. That's in too bad. Uh, K-Walk. All right, give me number, let me see, 20. <clears throat> number 20, Family Matters. Herbal Chicago. Hill. Chicago, following. That is correct. Family Matters is out of the shy. So, K, we're on you. 15. Number 15, Daily Double. Ooh. <laughs> you can risk up to 10. No 10 peanut chicken. <laughs> Your clue, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Ooh. Oh, oh, I know. I think I know. Oh, I know what that is. Yeah, I know what that is. I know I can't get it, but still. still <laughs> I do not know, man. I'm going to say Chicago Finance. Now, okay, well, what, what, what would your guess have been? I think it's o, it's Oakland. Final answer. That is Oakland would have been correct. You are yeah. correct. No points, but Oakland would have been the correct answer. Jay, we on you. I think the only easy ones left now. Y'all don't uh, got give me number. Give me number four. Number four, Martin. I'm putting them down. I'm, I'm putting them down right now. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Detroit. Final answer. That is the correct answer. Hey, before, hey, before we begin, how many does uh, Jay have? That gave him to that brought him to zero because he was zero. at negative five because he had he okay. had ten. So okay. yeah, he's at he's at an even zero. You have twenty, and Special K has negative ten. That's one daily double left. We right. on you. All right, give me number. Where we at here? Give me number seven. Number seven, living single or the black friends, where are they out of? Oh, that's Brooklyn. Brooklyn, final answer. That is the correct answer. Special K. 16. Number 16, the Simpsons. Where are the Simpsons out of? What is Simpsons. Simpsons. I don't know, man. Oh, man. Philly, final answer. <laughs> Jay, where are the Simpsons out of? What is that? Name? I have no idea. Final answer. K-Walk, the Simpsons. I, I I know Spring something, Springdale, Springville, Spring something. I don't know what it is. Springdale, final answer. I don't know. Now, you were close with no cigar, Springfield. That's one of the oh. longest running jokes on the Simpsons. Yeah. It's Springfield, but they never say the state. Because, you know, there's a bunch of different yeah. Springfields around the country. So okay. That's one of the long running gags on there. Okay. Uh, let's see. Jay, I think we're on you. All right, give me number five. Number five. Number five. Good times. Keep it in the Make it away when I you believe. Can. Man, see, I know that was in Florida, but it, it, no, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I don't know. I should know this, man. Uh, yeah, I'm you do. Go. Man. 
I'm gonna have to ask for your black card. Nah, nah, nah. Let me give you a good guess here, at least, man. How about how about Philadelphia? Final answer. Uh, K Walk, it rolls over to you. Another shot town, Chicago. Final answer. The Cabrini Green Project. Yeah, yeah, they were in the shot. They were out of the shot. All right, give me number. Let me see. Let me hit the other name. 11. 1 1. Number 11. Sanford and Son. Fred and Lamont. Uh, what was the name? They were. How was that? South. Uh, I counted. What were they? South. Uh, they were in I actually know this one. Central LA. Uh, is that a city? Central LA. Ah, Central LA. Um, all right, I'm gonna say. Oh yeah, Watts. No. Oh man, I'm gonna say Watts. Final answer. I'm gonna say Central LA. I know it's Watts. I think it is. I think it is. Watts is the actual correct answer. Ooh. LA. What? You would have got credit for LA because Watts is actually a neighborhood. Okay. But okay. yeah, Watts is. They were in LA and they were in Watts. You are correct. Uh, Special K. I was supposed to have both of them. Um, 17. Number 17. Tremay. Where is Tremay? Ooh. The show, the television show, Tremay. I never heard the show. Hey, hey, Tremay, Tremay is a great show. It's old, but oh, wow. yeah. It was an HBO show done by the same people who did The Sopranos. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> right? Um Dallas. Final answer. <laughs> Jay, it rolls over to you. I never heard of the show until just now. Oh, you I'm, I'm just gonna say Philadelphia, final answer. K I'm gonna say I'm gonna say New York City. If there's Sopranos, I'm maybe in the same area. New York City, final answer, I don't know. No, it's new, it's out of New Orleans. It's about the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. As, uh, no. As, as soon you should have gave me some context, man. Thank you, right? Right? Well, yeah, you're right. See, I, and I, I watched been, it. I, w- I would have been giving it. it away. It is absolutely fantastic. It's about the aftermath of Hurricane it. Katrina. I oh, watched okay. it, too. E-M-E-K. I watched it, too. <laughs> Because oh, no. Treme, because it's named after a neighborhood in New Orleans. Yeah, the neighborhood yeah. is actually called Treme, but that was the yeah. name of the show. Okay, oh, I thought you would have. I especially thought you would have. I, I watched it. I, I watched <laughs> it. Yeah, I, 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 I needed some content. I ain't remember it because it was supposed to come back. It ain't come back. Yeah, I, watched yeah. It. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And that was a shooting. They had a couple of shootings in it. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You know, the dude was the, the dude with the, uh, what they call the ending, the big ending. Yeah. The chief. Big chief. The chief. Big chief. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Jay, where are you? Uh, number six. Number six. Where is number six? WKRP. <laughs> Um, Cincinnati, final answer. Really? I told you they got easy. That is correct. Uh, K-Wop, where are you? Yeah, Jay, that was like a layup when, you, when your, your dad used to pick you up and just put you over the basket and just lay it in there. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, give me number uh, nine. Number nine, number nine. A different world. Oh, I, I, 
Richmond, Virginia, following. That is correct. Human College. <laughs> so it's okay. Um, 18. 18 is gone. Is it? Well, I don't have that going. Oh. Wait a minute. Yeah, I don't I didn't have that. I didn't have that going on. Oh, let me see. Then I must have gave the wrong groupings. Let me see, because I show 10, 12, 19. Uh, I had 10, 12, 18, and 19 left. Maybe you got eight. And, maybe you got eight and eighteen. No, you said ten. Look, a living single, living single, was eighteen. Oh my! I remember that. Oh, I, I got that answer, but that might have been eight. Then you have eight on your board. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, eight was Golden Girls. Oh. Well, at any rate, we'll figure it out. But um, just in case, I'll tell you what I got left. I got 10, 12, 19. 12. Number 12, The Wire. <laughs> Prison. <laughs> Prison nah. is not a city. Nah, 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 not The Wire. Baltimore, finally. Yeah, Baltimore, is. Baltimore is the correct answer. That's twenty-five, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, you do ten. You? I'll take ten. Number ten, ten. Blackish. Oh, that's watch a that show time. I actually watched a few times. Really? Uh, shoot, where was it at, though? Yeah, I don't know what that uh, was. I don't really know. I don't really know. Um, weather looked nice. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, I don't know. E. I don't know. I'm a L.A. I'll throw L.A. out. I was gonna LA say final say, answer. L.A. L.A. is the correct answer. There, 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 there we go. <laughs> All right. All right. Let me put J scores down here. So we got one left. Right. Nineteen. Is it the daily double? Yeah. Nineteen is the okay. one, the last one left. David Double. Right. Risk it all. <laughs> Let me see. Nah. You you have five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, forty. Jay has ten. Special K has negative five. Bury us, K Walk. Risk it all. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do twenty-five. Let's do twenty-five. <laughs> I'll do twenty-five. Final clue: the Steve Harvey Show. Oh, where is that at? Well, Midwest, 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 Midwest. Where are you at, Steve? I don't need this, but um, I don't know. It's Midwest. Where was that at? Um, was that Chicago? No. He's a uh, South guy. I don't know. Um, St. Louis, final answer. I don't know. That's why I risk it. Anyway, well, well, you still the winner. But yeah, the correct okay. answer was Chicago. Okay. All right. Oh, Chicago. Dang, Chicago. Yeah, real, real quick before we play the minute, let me see. Can I figure out what right. we missed? We did Chibs, DNA and the Griffin, okay. Family Guy, Martin, Good Time, WKRP. Oh, I see what happened. 
I had Living Single on here twice. That's my bad. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. So one of them was the white friends, the other one was the black friends. But okay, ah. I see where I, I see where I went wrong. Gotcha. It, gotcha. it wouldn't matter though. You still mop the floor with them. Cue the music. Indeed. <laughs> Medals round my neck because I won, I won. Now my mama said because I won, I won. Just <laughs> so, guys. Real quick before we go, K Walk, because I see we yes, got a um, couple minutes left. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to start with you on this one. What's going on okay. with your Miami Heat? Great question there, brother. Great I, know question. You, I, pulled... I know you wanted to talk yeah. a little basketball. What, what yeah. Was that? I mean, what, you didn't drop like 30 in a row? Uh yeah, it seems like it though. It seems like, and not you know the reason why it seems like it's thirty row because they weren't they're not losing by like five or six or, or three or a last second shot. Hey, they're getting blown out by by these teams, man. So um to answer the question, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's the chemistry, the lack of camaraderie. I don't know what's going on there. They're 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 missing their their you know their house pet and uh <laughs> Kyle Lowry. Um, there, man. But right now they're in a dog fight with uh, Sacramento. They're up. I think it's tied right now. But yeah, I, I can't put my finger on it. E. I really can't, man. Um, the deadline is the eighth. I think they're going to make another move. I don't know if that's going to make it better or make it worse. E. So to answer your question, I just think that it's not gelling right now. There's a locker room thing going on there that we're not hearing about. That's all I can say about that, bro. Jay, you've been watching the Heat. What's going on over there? I haven't really been watching them, E, but if K. Walk can't put his finger on it, I know I can't put <laughs> finger on it. Uh, but I, I will say this, man, is that there's just a, so many good teams that it feels like the Heat are, are starting to slip slip away. So I, I think it's important that they try to make a big move to kind of get themselves sure. back in the race and be a legitimate contender. Special K, I see your magic balling, but what's going on down in Miami? <laughs> With the addition of Rosier, what, what's going on there? Uh, not enough ball. You know, too many shooters, not enough ball. You know, I don't watch Miami too tough, but, um, you know, I do watch highlights and things of that nature. You ask me, not enough ball, you know. Last one before we get out of here. LeBron James, oldest player in the league. Why is he the only player balling for the Lakers? What's going on over there? Okay, well, uh, that's just about, you know, being the most competitive guy and in, 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 arguably the most competitive and arguably the, the, the best competitor in the, on the team, but arguably the most competitor in the league. So when you, when he has his name just thrust out upon all these other guys, you know, before I mentioned MJ, Kobe, um, you know, Shaq and Kareem and all those guys, I just think he's going to go down. He wants his legacy to last as long as he possibly can, man. So I just think that's what it's ultimately about. He has more will than anyone else. Jay, I'm going to switch it up a little bit for you. Do the Lakers need to make a move before the deadline to get LeBron some help over there? Because LeBron is doing this thing at 45 years old, but the Lakers are a travesty. Yeah, they're definitely not good enough to win a championship. So if, if they want to win, I definitely think they got to make a move, E. But I feel like they pushed all their chips to the middle of the table to, for the in-season tournament, and then the bottom <laughs> fell out after that. 
Mr. K, last word on them. What's going on with the Lakers? Do they need to make a, a, a move here at the deadline? LeBron, 75 years old, and he's still balling. Street clothes. Street, street clothes out here doing what street clothes does, which I'm really not sure what that is, but he's doing street clothes. He acting real life scared right now. <laughs> hey, LeBron ain't making us around him better, you know. He get a lot of touches, you know. It, it, it look good that he's doing what he do at his age, you know. It, it it does, you know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful thing, but he, he get all the ball. As far as help, what help? I mean, who, who going to L.A.? You know, everybody sold up and seen it. Um, I don't think Chef leaving Golden State, you know. So, yeah, it is what it is. You know, they what a nice. They'll be in the playing tournament. Gotcha. All right, K-Walk, I see we're up against the clock. That's all I got. You want to go ahead and bring us on home? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good stuff, guys, man, for sure. E, always uh, always dope, man, right there. K, thank, thank you so much for joining us uh, as you do every week. Jay, so much appreciate you joining uh, the show as well. You know, you're welcome uh, uh, always, man. And like you guys know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and if you don't know, I always want to leave you guys with something positive. Tonight I'll leave you with this. Around by the fears in your mind. Be led by the dreams in your heart, all right? So for Sports Talk with – I'm K-Walk for Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott. And E. Scott will never had it so good sports radio. God willing, we'll talk to you next week. Yo. It's